und a gute, gute, gute Morgen. A gute, warme, winterdicke Morgen. Und als ich sage allemal, es gibt mir viel Vergnügenheit, mit euch zu sein. Es ist äußergewählig, dort zu sein. Und Hilton ist zurück. And I said a very good morning. What a wonderful, beautiful summer's, winter's summer morning. And <laughs> he's a bit so, a bit so uh, confused. Uh, well, I am. <laughs> well, she's hasty, sehr hasty, and she's winter. She's a warm, a dick of winter's tog. Uh, and Ronnie swam again. Ronnie swims every, every morning. I can't believe it, Ronnie. I've got to come and watch this. The kids are coming. I have to pay money. The people are paying money to send us. I have to pay money. I have to Hilton, it's great to have you back again. Smiling and happy is so always. Thank you. And What's Ronnie, thank you. I had to apologize to Ronnie for my cucumbers. No, 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 no. Because no, there's too much garlic. They give me schrecklich. Man, man, tochter hat mir gesagt, dass ich schrecklich. Sie hat einander da. Nein, sie hat sehr weggeworfen. Meine Tochter hat mir gesagt, dass ich schrecklich. Sie hat einander da. Nein, sie hat sehr weggeworfen. Meine Tochter hat mir gesagt, dass ich schrecklich. She's, but it was too much. She said, it, <gasps> but this garlic was very strong. Sure. It was a strunking, shocking garlic. And we have a guest today. We are so privileged. We are so, so privileged to have with us, I would say, I would say the top, one of the, no, I would say the top director of theatre in our country. And remember What? I spoke last week, Ich habe gerät von visiting Mr. Green. Yeah. Possibly one of the best shows I have ever seen. And please, everybody that is listening out there, you just have to go and see it. I cannot tell you how much you'll enjoy it. You will love it. Every minute just touches your heart. And every minute is just a thrill. And the way the play develops, that is the most important thing, which I'm not going to tell you about. But it is wonderful. So, Alan... A, a warm Yiddish Kumsitz welcome to you. A great dank. Oh, yeah, red sock Yiddish. A bissel, a bissel. A bissel is better than kein Sachnit. That's what I always say. You know, when people say to me, I say, come on to the program. Everybody says, oh, we love your program. We listen, we listen, we always listen. Come on to it, even if you remember one word. If you recall a word and it brings back some sort of memory, some sort of feeling of your Yiddishkeit, of your family, your Boba, your Seder. Ich mein alles mal, as Yiddish is a sprach was hot and a shama. Yiddish is a language that has a soul. You know, of course, what Billy Crystal said about Yiddish. Uh-uh. He said, it's not a language, it's a throat infection. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, Billy Crystal, is he still alive? Yes. Oh, he is. Very much. I remember I used to watch those long series of his. But, oh, I think he was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But Alan Swerdler directed the play Visiting Mr. Green. Alan, how many plays... I'm not, I don't know where to start with this, but I'm starting at the very beginning. A very good place to start. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alan, how many plays have you, have you directed? Uh, I've kind of lost count. Um, I think it's about 76, 78, around about there. 75, 76? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> As Ronnie said, bis 120. But <coughs> we'll talk afterwards. We'll talk afterwards. Not only many plays, but very many awards as well. Uh, yeah, there are a few along the shelf. But... Uh, uh, I must be honest, the, the you know, awards, I, I, I'm glad the, the work gets recognition, 
But I think it's very easy to fall into a bit of an egotistical trap. <laughs> you know, oh, I've got uh, so many awards. Uh, I, I agree with you. you know, it's, it's, it's like these parents whose kids say, oh, you know, my daughter got nine distinctions for mm-hmm. her matric. Do I really care if she got one distinction? Well, that's the, you know, that's yeah, the that's situation. Eight, yeah, it's, it's the same sort of situation. great that the work gets recognition. Yeah, you know what? That's lovely. It is amazing. I think that's amazing. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. And um, well, whatever you have or whatever you've done, whatever you've done really, really deserves whatever accolades and particularly this play. And again, I'm appealing to our public, to Unzara Mention and anybody else that's listening. And as a matter of fact, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy this. Believe me, you don't have to, because it touches on points that affects each and every one of us, no matter who we are, whether you're Jewish or whether you're Muslim or you're Christian or you're white or you're Indian or you're black. We all have this within our homes and within our families. And when we get back to the play, because I need to talk to, to, to Alan on how he got Michael Richards, who is a brilliant actor, to play this part the way he did. And before we do that, off to a little ad break. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. Thank you very much. And back to Alan Swerdler and visiting Mr. Green. Alan, um, did you choose the play? Uh, no, uh, Daphne chose it, uh, Daphne she, Kuhn. And did she choose you? And then she asked me to <laughs> direct it. Uh, so uh, I'm a jobbing director. You know, I wait for the offers to come in, and it's great. And I've had a particularly good association with Daphne over the years. Um, I've done quite a lot of plays for her, and I, I love working at the Theatre on the Square. It's, it's home. Isn't you it know, lovely? It's Hamish. It's intimate, it's lovely, and Daphne is super. For those people who don't know, but I'm sure everybody does know Daphne Kuhn, Daphne Kuhn has been involved in theatre. Oh, oh, I even remember when she had a little place in Rosebank and she had a little children's drama class there on a Saturday morning and then her little theatre there. Do you remember that, Alan? I do, I do indeed. Um, it's where the... Uh, well, it's in Rosebank. There's now a parking lot with There's the theatre. There's a parking lot, an empty <laughs> inn. Yes. They've got an empty inn there. And, and they've got a Dion's yeah. or a game or one of those things, I remember. And, of course, the lighting of the show was spot on. And Dennis Hutchinson is nobody like him, I think. Well, you, I, did I, you choose Dennis or yes, just Daphne? Yeah. No, I chose Dennis. Um, I've done a lot of shows he's done more shows for me than any other designer uh i love his work i think he is without doubt the the finest lighting designer in the country i agree with you and his sets are wonderful and he can do everything from big spectacular he's done king and i for me the sets and the lighting and he can do a little intimate play like visiting mr green um, it, it flows. You know, it, it has a flow. I always say, when I know Dennis Hutchins is there, you don't see it, but it just flows so beautifully. Well, uh, the last play I did at the Theatre on the Square um, was Freud's Last Session about oh, Sigmund Freud. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That was and so there, Dennis, oh. the play takes place in real time. Uh. So it runs for an hour and 20 minutes, or whatever it is. So... It's meant to take place 
on the the day war was declared in the UK uh, in 1939. Um, this is the kind of dedication that Dennis does. He went and looked up. He found out exactly what kind of a day it was, <laughs> which direction uh, Freud's study faced. <laughs> Um, it was a brilliant summer's day, late summer's day in, in London, but some clouds came over at a certain point and then later cleared, and he did all of that in the lighting. Not that the audience would have no, recognized it, but he actually did that, the beautiful summer's day, and the, cl the clouds coming over. Um, and then, of course, he does the dramatic lighting where you need to highlight somebody very subtly. They just oh, glow at an important point because of what they're saying. He's, he's brilliant. He's you know, we, absolutely one, brilliant. One doesn't realize it. You know, you see it and you say, my God, this is incredible, but you don't know what goes behind it. The detailing, <laughs> well, you know, there's, uh, you saw that there's a lot of food. That is mm -hmm. eaten in in the play. They're gerichten. Did you did you are, did you make it? <laughs> I have to make it because <laughs> <laughs> our stage manager uh, can't make that kind of stuff. Ronnie so kocht. Uh, Ronnie kocht er has oyster gevelach. Er macht herring. Er macht ugekes. Er macht alle sachen zum essen. He cooks for his show. He is amazing. Idische gerichten. It's yeah. wonderful. As long as you make a nice gericht, and that's nice. Yeah. What do you, what's marks to do with the gericht? Well, we have to have chicken soup and knedlach in, in the play. Say <laughs> agreeing. And then we've got holishkes. What? Holishkes. holishkes. That's American. Um, so holishkes it's, it's, or galupchis. Or galupchik. Do you know what galupchik is? No. Galupchik is flesh, but it's a rain in, 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 in kraut. Yeah. And that's a Polish ah, word. Sweet and sour. Yeah. Golubczyk. My, my, my dad. Zis and Zoya. But my father was called Golubczyk. And as he's not even Zoya enough, Meryl had to be shaken. And not to be shaken. So he had a problem. But I make Golubczyk. You make Golubczyk. I don't know if that's the first time I've ever heard. No, we named a greater stickle kraut. Yeah. Und man nimmt mir nimmt Fleisch und mir legt es rein und ich mache das mit ein bisschen Essig. Nein, 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 I use lemon. Aha. Was hast du gesagt? Mir legt es rein in Breit. Nein. Bei uns ist das Kreuzblinzers. Lupchig, was the cabbage leaves. What are yes. leaves? Kreuter. 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 They make with the beetroot, make yeah, the dough. Yeah, we can make it also, and it's it's hot at time. Also, we can we can we can we still talk the tongue for those. It was hot at time or at thousand times. Thousand times. What what did he say? He didn't translate the whole. The question was. Everybody said Ronnie said it was very tasty and whatever have you, but in Yiddish, 
You don't say it's tasty. You ask if it's a toisen taman. It has to be a thousand, thousand tastes. tastes. So if it's a thousand tastes, you're not sure whether it's tasty, sweet, sour, whatever it is, but it's a toisen taman, <laughs> which means that it's perfect. And it was perfect because the gelubzi is what Mr. Green would have eaten. And was not Maxedotin? Uh, it's plenty, that. it's plenty, believe me, because oh, it is the worst thing to have to do food on stage. Yeah. It has to be, the meal itself has to be choreographed to, you know, when yeah. they speak, Absolutely. when they eat, all that. And then you've got to provide something. You have to. I can't tell you, Ronnie, this plate. And even what I loved. But let's get you. How did you choose? My, did you choose Michael? Did you audition yep. him? Yes. Uh, uh, both Daphne and I just went immediately. Michael had to play the I role. Could, but yeah. his accent was... Perfect, and I loved his hand movements. Oh, when he did this with his hand, yes. it was like my father. <laughs> I just saw my father throughout the entire place. He gave no man photo, man photo alamor. Ah, gave was you know, with the face, with the head, with the movement. His movements were so spot on that had I not known Michael Richards and his wonderful parts that he played, whether he played the king in Shrek or whether he played in Shakespeare or what he did it was pure genius again i wish to implore everyone that is listening phone daphne konna her theater number is 011-883-8606 please phone shabbos comes out very early now 6 30 the show starts at quarter past eight or eight quarter past eight quarter past eight do yourself a favor to enhance your shabbos or the end of your Shabbos, after Shabbos, go and see the show. Is there a, is there a show on Sunday afternoon? Uh, not this Sunday. There is one somewhere along the line. But uh, um, no, it's uh, Tuesday to Saturday. And I'll tell you something. For I don't know if any organizations have taken a night or a day or whatever. Vito, apparently. Vito, but yeah. anybody that it is just, I cannot go on about it. I really can't. I can more and more and more. Every time I think of it, as a matter of fact, I'm going to see it again next week. I'm taking my cousins. But before I go, another ad break. The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi, FM. Well, we're back to visiting Mr. Green. Um, um, Hilton asked me what was the show about. Do you know that I can give you the show? Was I right about that beginning? The beginning, spot on, but uh, not that the public heard that. Uh, of course, we were talking, yes. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking in here. Well, I don't want to tell yeah. you the story of the play, but the way it starts so beautifully. Here's this old man pottering around in his flat, and um, I'm not going to say, I don't want to tell the end of the story, that no, last no, bit no, of the two things. don't want the twist. Because Who's that, is, that is the most... Sorry? <laughs> and Who's the governing in, in Kensington? In Kensington? It's given the Upper West Side of New York. Oh, that's not a place. Alan, so, so you chose Michael Richards. Now, how did you get him to get, do that accent? It's not, that's not an easy accent to do, you know. No, and uh, as you pointed out when I saw you at the opening, the fact that he'd leant towards the Palish, yeah. uh, which is, would have been correct for, for his the, time and period. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was a case of work. I've known Michael for forever. We've been very close friends for a long time. I'm, in fact, godfather to one of his children, uh-huh. and, you know, the whole bit. But um, Michael, it's not the first time Michael's played Jewish. Um, he's he done a number, and he's done Tevia. That's right. Twice. Yeah, that I remember yeah. seeing. Uh, so when Michael started off tackling the accent, I turned around and I said he was Tevye the Greek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wasn't quite there. He was, you know, the the he had a, a rough idea, and I I made him listen to. Um, I, I brought along some of the examples of the Yiddish radio from America. I made him listen to that to some of the narration. Um, I also sat with him, and every day we had a word of the day, uh, how oh. he was going to pronounce that oh, you know, wow. correctly. And we just worked very slowly, and I kept correcting him where he went wrong. And he's got a very good ear as an actor. Mm. So he picked up the first thing. The thing about accents anyway is rhythm more than that, vowel that, change. That, you know, somebody said to me, oh, hang on, I must tell you one thing. Somebody said to me, oh, you know what? He lost... They say he lost a word here. I said he lost nothing because it is not the accent. It's the feel. It's the flow of the words. How they're coming there. You're stopping where you're going on. That whole sort of thing. It's rhythm. That's what it is. It's rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Oh, he was brilliant, brilliant. I stood up and screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. He was amazing, absolutely amazing. And the young man was just such a wonderful foil for him. Perfect. He's also an, an actor I've worked with before. Uh-huh. Roberto Pombo was in my production of History Boys. Oh, I love that. And uh, uh, but the History Boys that was at the Monte Casino, yes, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Uh, and I he, loved it. Loved it. He played. <laughs> he played a young Jewish boy in that. Uh, it's quite, I keep forcing yeah. him to play Yiddin. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, he's and again. He, he's not Jewish, but Roberto's got a remarkable ear and a remarkable physicality. He studied clowning in Italy. Oh, really? Yes, for three years with Mm. one of the maestros in in Italy. And he also picked up that New York Jewish accent perfectly. Unbelievably. He managed, he worked at it really hard, the Unbelievably. And then brought it, you know, the entire persona to bear, the body language, the way the guy stands, the way he moves. Uh, it's its the complete package. Oh. And, and Alan brought with him the most unbelievable collection of Yiddish material, of which we're going to hear. We're going to hear one right now, and then Alan's going to tell us about it. Stay relevant and up-to-date. This is 101.9 High FM. Alan, won't you tell us a little about that song? There's so much that you have about Yiddish radio, Yiddish theatre. There's so much we just don't have enough time. Won't you tell us a little about that song? Sag uns nur ein bisschen, ein bisschen von das. This Amerikanische Nigun, American Tune. Uh-huh. It was written by Paul Simon. It's wow. a contemporary song. Well, Gee. it's about 10, 15 years old. Um, translated into Yiddish. Sung by Mandy Patinkin, who is one of the great stars of Broadway and television and movies yeah, yeah. in America. He produced a wonderful album some years back called Mama Loshin. Joseph Papp, who was the head of 
the public uh, theater in uh, New York. Also, very famous producer, Jewish, the whole bit. Uh, he pushed Mandy Patinkin into recording uh, an album of Yiddish songs. Hilton? Zogels, what had he zogs in Yiddish? Kenneth Kitaikan. Fos Mainz, too. Emmet said, I don't know what he said. Emmet said, I don't know what he said. Emmet said, I don't know what he said. I don't know what he said. And Mandy Patinkin, Eric Given. Eric Given, a Yiddish schreiber. In America. Do you can't Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel, Given in Ira Eltern. Yeah, it can sein. Of course, yes. Simon given Simon and Garfunkel. You might have been too young. Well, no, no, no. How long ago were they at the Simon and Garfunkel were at the peak in the fifties. No, no, seventies. Seventies. I not I'm not Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Turk around, have a look who's here. Turn oh, around. Oh, oh my gosh! Faggy, come around. Faggy, come inside. Come inside. Oh, Faggy. Uh, I didn't know that you were coming. To tell you the truth, I wasn't coming. I would have had it as winter day. I held that Ellen's medal over on, and I wanted to meet Mr. Green. That's the whole thing. I myself wanted to meet Mr. Green. Wie ist die Kommando mit der Huber? I'm always coming with our Huber. I'm coming ah. the whole time with an Uber. I'm, 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 I'm asking my grandson to find the Uber for me. They're coming and they'll fetch me. But I want to talk to this man, Mr. Ellen Swerdlow. Ay, 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 Mr. Ellen Swerdlow. Did I see your show? Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, ay. Tell me something. How old is Mr. Green? Um, 86. A little bit, yeah. Thank you for the compliment, my darling boy chick. Thank you so much for the compliment. I thought he was maybe my age. I look all right. I thought he would be here also, the Mr. Green. I want to tell you the truth. Since I'm the worst, I wanted to meet him. I think he's such a lovely man. Er macht, oh ja, I've got a little bit von der Torte myself. Wenn er hört, ich habe zu, ich habe, 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 ich Thank you very much. ich habe, ich speaking ich habe, ich habe, ich habe, ich habe, ich habe, Angles. I'm speaking angles because I've been speaking angles since I learned angles when I came here with Madam Bonacotzi. <laughs> so tell me something. Tell me something, Mr. Swedlow. I will tell you something. I think you're a marvelous person to put on a show like that. Well, thank you very, very much. I'm um, flattered, and it's lovely to meet you. Uh, 
I'm sorry I couldn't bring Mr. Green with me. I am terrible, sir. I thought maybe I'd meet Mr. Green. Will you tell him you met me? I will do that most definitely. And I'm coming definitely. again to the show. I want to meet him in the um, after the show or the, when they're having the pause. And um, maybe, maybe I... I'm <laughs> That would be so lovely. A glazelette. What, what I, I heard on the radio when I was driving up here, I told the men to put on one of the, the lady from Chai. I asked them to put it on for me. And to tell you the truth, I was sitting and listening. You were talking about Galupzi. We were indeed. Make a little bit more and I'll eat it with him afterwards. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell Michael that. Yes, definitely. Uh, it'll be great fun. And we, 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 yeah, the, the going back to the food, uh, sorry, Faggy, but, uh, Helen, going back to the food, um, it's not actual, actual galupzi that are oh. eaten on stage. It oh, so looks it? like galupzi. Well, we have to do something that they can eat very quickly, mm. very easily, that isn't going to choke them. Oh, so the zizoya oh, we can't do. Uh, oh, it's because the, it cabbage, catch it, the yeah. cabbage can chew and then you can swallow a piece and you can choke. Yes, you know, they, and they're talking whilst they, they eat this meal, mm-hmm. as all Jewish families yeah, do. Yeah, of course you know, they do. Talking loudly as they eat. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, So I had to find something that was an equivalent. So we made up, and on top of it all, one of the actors, Roberto, um, is vegetarian. So we couldn't make... Clops in the middle of the of, of the of the cabbage the cabbage leaves. So a klops is etwas gemacht mit der Eier. Ich stelle das hier wenig mit der mit der gemolene Fleisch. Aber es ist gemolene Fleisch. He's vegetarian. Ah. <laughs> a klops is gemolene Fleisch ja. with an egg. Aber das dasselbe gemolene Fleisch geht in Blätten. Yes, aber es geht right in Blättlach. In Blättlach, ich verstehe das. Mm. Du darfst es reinstoppen in, in, in Oven. <laughs> in, 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 in Tanur. <laughs> Tanur, das ist die Fritz. Ja. Ich habe dir gesagt einmal, als ich gedenkte das Wort, Wort in Jiddisch, mm-hmm. vielleicht auch sagen auf Hebräisch. Sehr und gut. Und habe ich gedacht nicht in Hebräisch? Das ist ein Problem. Darum kann uns man nicht in Afrikaans geben. Weil sie selbst achtet es. Der Feige doesn't mind Afrikaans. Sie versteht nicht. Feige, of course she understands Afrikaans. Okay. Of course Feige. Feige, do you speak Afrikaans? For that question, you're asking me, wie was brought up on the farm? Wie was brought up in battle? In battle. In battle. Ah, alle in battle. We came to Bethel. First of all, I was talking Afrikaans. I'm still talking Afrikaans. But to tell the truth, we can do another program for one Afrikaans. I'm talking a nice, a good Afrikaans, but that's nothing. In the meantime, I want to hear what Ellen is saying from Mr. Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But the soup, the soup, the soup, the soup. Soup. Uh, chicken soup, classic Jewish chicken soup, mm. and the kneidlach. But the, I have to boil the kneidlach for a long time so they are very soft, very puchka, very light, yeah, so the, that he mm. can, you know, easily swallow it. No, they can just make with the ei, and they can and they can do in 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 zeklach in Israel. No, I don't care. No, I Man macht a tennister, macht ihr ja. Kneidlach ja. von Pecklach. Ja. Sie nimmt mich stummer. Sie sagt, es sei ein Puch. 
Er macht es sehr puch, sagt er, darf es kochen. Ich, kann auch, ich mache es puch echt. Aber meine Tochter glacht es sehr hart. Sie sagt, sie glacht hart. Mein Sohn glacht es sehr hart. Er will Steine essen. <laughs> In America, they call them sinkers or floaters. Oh, really? Yes. So, so you've got to, you've got to choose. Oder gekochte Kneidler. Nein, nein, gebackte Kneidler. Oh, das no, ist das etwas. Ich mache ein Loch, ich mache ein Loch in, in, in gebackte Kneidler ja. und ich lege ein Zibbele und alle ah, Sachen. Ah, eine Schumme. That's right. Gemacht a little heart and a Schumme. Mit einer Schumme. I love oh, it. Nein, das ist das ist ein, Graham used to make it with Neshoma. Oh, I love them. And love before them. we get to our next Neshoma, next ad break. A frequency like no other. 101.9 High FM. Mr. Ellen Sverdlow, you use a very cultural person, a very cultural person. Wie Lind was, was Jenny Lind was, was, was die Opera Singer. That's right, the Swedish Nightingale. That's right, yes. from the mountains, from the mountains. She came down, sang a lot of Grieg and a lot of... Uh, oh, yeah. And then she went and became famous in America, where she... I didn't know that she went to America also. She went to America and appeared for... Uh, I've just gone blank. The famous... Uh, Presenter, he did the the circuses, he did the. I know. Uh, when um, I tell you what you're talking from, who in a few minutes after uh, the TV, come to me. The, the cops not remembering. Yeah, remember. I've got the same problem. You know, that, that's the whole point. Oh, Mr. Alan Sverdler, do you think you and I can go and have a bit of a set afterwards when we can talk about Miss? Maybe you can take me to Mr. Green so I can meet Mr. Green. When you come see the play again, we're going to oh, arrange for you. But don't tell him how old I am. He mustn't no. know. No, he won't guess. He won't oh. guess either. Alan, please, can we just go? Um, Faggy, thank you so much, and thank you for coming in. I think it's amazing that you came. But, Alan, won't you just tell us a little about... I see you have so much there about Yiddish and Yiddish CDs and Yiddish radio. Won't you just tell us a little? We just don't even have much time left. Well, very, very quickly, um, I was saying there's this wonderful project that happened in America, National Public Radio, which is the big posh radio of... Uh, America. It's syndicated right across the states. They did a series of documentaries on Yiddish radio because Yiddish radio was big in hmm. New York particularly wow. during the 30s and 40s and lasted right up until the 50s. And it wasn't just one radio, Yiddish radio station. They had something like 10 or 12 oh scattered gosh. right across all the boroughs of New York. Just you mean in New York alone? In New York alone. Wow. And it was everything from music, dramas, philosophy, discussions. What happened was a very famous theatre producer and who had been involved with radio uh, died in New York, sadly. Um, but they were clearing out his office and his storeroom. And they came across a little over a thousand discs of Yiddish radio that he had kept and preserved. And it was the only examples that had been retained for this time. And they produced this documentary uh, called The Yiddish Radio Project. Mm. A wonderful uh, project, lasted uh, quite some time, took a long time to get it all together. They managed to track down either people who were involved or their children 
They got the stories, the background, everything to that, and they produced a set of CDs, uh, one just the music, the other incorporating the dramas, the talks, the discussions, uh, rabbis sitting giving judgment on family problems, all sorts of things oh, used that to would go be out. great. And the commercials, and I use some of the commercials in visiting Mr. Green. Oh, I as hear that. Part of that. I, I heard uh, that. Though, your, yes. your, your sort of the back, your sound. Oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I forgot all about that part. That was yeah. brilliant. Well, thank Every you. time there was a change of time scene, you heard these commercials or whatever. Well, it was um, contemporary commercials mm. and some of the old commercials as well mixed in because the two time periods yep. colliding, uh, that as was it wonderful. were. But uh, one of the things that came up, which I absolutely love, uh, part of the uh, Yiddish radio project, was rescuing these songs which were big at the time and have more or less been forgotten about. And uh, the one that I absolutely love is Levin mit sein Flying Machine. Is, is that what we've got that on now? We've we got that play? ready, yes. Right, can but we just, let me give uh, you the uh, background uh, uh, okay. to it. Um, we know that Charles Lindbergh, mm-hmm. the, the anti-Semite uh, yeah. that he was, was the first person to fly across uh, the Atlantic yeah. uh, in his uh, spirit of St. Louis. But the second person to fly across the Atlantic uh-huh. in an aeroplane was a Yiddle. No. Called Mr. Levine. Did you know that, Ronnie? No, no, that's a Yid and that's a Yid. No, 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 Sounds great. Connecting our community. Choose live. Choose live. 101.9 High FM. Oh, I loved hearing that ad about Kumsitz. As a matter of fact, Judy, we miss you. This is your last Thursday that you're off, that I can tell you. And I'm very pleased as our man is best Arab. Come to him, Hind. Um, Judila, we miss you here and we would love to have you back here with us next week or at least phone us so we hear your beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank you. Right, back to Alan. Alan, before before we even close, and we've got like four minutes left, I just want to talk about quickly Mr. Green at the Santon Theatre on the Square. Starts at quarter past eight. And please, guys, go and see it. You know, it's so very well to say something is so good, but until you experience and see it yourself, you think, oh, so I'll see it next time. Don't. Don't miss out. That's all I can say. Well, and, uh, to tell the truth, I don't know how much longer we can carry on doing plays like this, mm. you know, without um, audience support. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic, well-made, well-written play, perfect structure, act one, act two, and it's all in the dialogue, and it's all in the way these two extraordinary characters interact and find their humanities. So, please, That interaction was wonderful. Us. Oh, it was wonderful. You know, when you first see it, especially if you've had grandparents and great-grandparents and your own parents, please go and see the show because you'll love it. I mean, as I loved it. 
and it's at the Santon Theatre on the Square. And out they take phone bookings. You book by phone and you can pay when you get there. Again, the number is 011-883-8606. So please, you can phone and book Alan. And a last word for you. We have exactly two minutes left. Uh, well, what can I say? I'm I'm so thrilled to discover that you have a wonderful program like this, promoting Mameloshin, and uh, I think it's something that should be developed further, and the entire history that Yiddish Yiddish theatre needs to be revived, mm, not just the mm, language. Mm. We need to get Yiddish theatre going again. In South Africa, Max Perlman will bring them to Rick. Yeah, there well, we go. Max <laughs> Perlman and Lucia Gold. And um, when I was a little girl, I played in one of the plays. Fantastic. Well, if New York can still to this day support not one but three professional Yiddish theatres, no. why can't we? Israel does the same. Yeah, no, no, Israel has yeah. also a Yiddish theatre. Do they? They've, yes. they've got, but they've got one, haven't they? I think they've got one. It's theater, called the yeah. Yiddish Bimmer. Yes, yes. Yeah, but they're the 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 program. I know when I was in Israel, a cup about two years ago couldn't get in, mm. couldn't get a ticket. It was quite amazing, quite fantastic. Well, the international revival of Yiddish is one of those great, wonderful well, yeah, stories. I suppose in Brooklyn you do walk around and they do talk uh, Yiddish. A lot of yes. Yiddish. Oh. Well, when I go to Miami, I go, to the, I go to the JCC there, and I do lots of little Yiddish programs. If they tell Yiddish from my and Witzen and all Sachen, and if they Yiddish, but there are they with a Palish Yiddish, with a Kimmehir Yiddish. And a Palish man is not talking. Yeah, and Moshe, who wasn't feeling well, he yeah. speaks a Palish Yiddish. Uh, Okay. Ronnie, um, you can have your last little farewell comment. We have got one minute left. Yeah, no, I hope Ken Zach needs to organize this. I've been there for a big lach. I've been a man who's been there for a Yiddish. He makes Yiddish plays, and that is fantastic. Pressed that. Hilton, you have Ken Zach not said. Ken Zach not. And then you'll tell me I'm that. I'm going to make an advert. Yeah. Right, taking advantage. Eli Goldstein is, has tried to start off Hebrew. They've got a uh, Yiddish, Yiddish sorry. Yes, no, no, They've got a thing at the Great Park yeah. Synagogue, and he's trying to have a Yiddish kring on a Sunday morning. He's trying to get that started where people will come and sit and talk once a month for two hours in Yiddish, not learn Yiddish, but talk Yiddish, the spoken language. Keep so, it alive. Menschen fragen mir, zu Hause kommen sie, wie wir in Sachs sitzen und reden Jiddisch. Sie will es tun, aber zu kommen ist, zu sagen ist ein Sache, aber zu kommen ist eine andere Sache. That's it. You know, you say something. Everybody, or, everybody wants to do everything, but you say, okay, it's going to get going. I did have a Yiddish group of my daughter's friends years ago. And on that little point... It would be just wonderful if we could start it. I'll talk to Eli and see how we can get it going. Maybe you bring him here. No, he's been on, but he'll come on again. Yeah. Alan, thank you so much for being here. Once thank again, you. thank you for that marvelous production, really marvelous production. And to Ronnie and to Hilton and Craig, once again, thank you for your engineering and for telling me when to stop. <laughs> and to everybody out there, have a marvelous gebinchte, muzzle dicker, brocha dicker, shabbos, und kums, 
sit mit uns next Thursday on 101.9 High FM. And this is Helen Holden with saying goodbye.